0: Hey guys, it's Marsha Hoffhines and you are listening to the Storytellers Podcast, where we dig in, go deep, find ourselves, maybe cry, maybe laugh. We surrender, but we go home and we go home big. We feel inspired. It's the story behind the cellophane. It's the story inside the truth. It's a story that most people don't want to tell, but we're here to share. Let's get started dollars if you keep massaging my legs. Like right now, I don't care because it's going to be five months before that can happen. (sighs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, so funny. It is funny. So guys, I'm here with Casey Crotaler today. (laughs) There's like no formal introduction to this one because Sometimes the best conversations start happening before I hit the record button and so I just figured we're just going to go with it and see what happens but I do want to tell you guys a little bit we tried to do this well we actually did do it it's not that we didn't yeah. do it we did it we recorded it beginning of quarantine yes when I my mean, daughter
1: was taking two naps
0: yeah and you had <laughs> but you had a scratch you had a scratchy throat you remember you're like are you going to be able to edit this? Because you're like, Oh, I was so sick. Yeah.
1: Like I'm still pretty convinced that I had COVID because I tested negative for flu and I was so sick and I had a cough for like literal two months.
0: Uh, But we did this and then the zoom recording went missing. So it's actually perfect because we've actually formed a beautiful relationship Over the course of the past five months, she now knows my daughter, so she's got like even more insight into my life and we've shared some stories and she's done a lot of work and I've done a lot of work and she's launching new stuff in her business and at a different stage in motherhood and just so much stuff has gone on. So we're just going to talk today. There's zero agenda, um, but thanks for coming back. And agreeing to doing this week. yeah of course
1: I'm like trying to remember even what we were talking about then I think it was like early April
0: right um, about two
1: weeks in yeah
0: <laughs> uh, we talked about your time at Victoria's Secret no overcoming yes. that obstacle and um, body shaming and
1: oh man following your
0: dreams I mean we did we talked about a lot and it was really good but maybe we're meant to talk about something else, like being your authentic true self or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, so <laughs> where I was going when, we, when I hit the record button, when I was telling you about Raquel is like, her and I didn't really have a plan. You know, I send out those questions. I get a feel for what you guys want to talk about mm-hmm. and then we just kind of do whatever. And her and I actually had a really um, interesting conversation because her and I, knew each other a long time ago but we're not friends and so we were talking about all the reasons why we weren't friends and it's just very interesting because when you're going through shit in life like sometimes you don't let yourself get to know other people because Hmm. of your own filter in the world or whatever people have told you things about them or you just have these so we just had this really great moment of almost like Not that we ever held anger or anything towards each other, we just didn't know each other, right? We just never loved ourselves. We actually have a lot in common, like she and I. So it was just kind of fun. So just, we're just gonna freeform it and talk about baby poop and things. Oh God, (laughs) poop emergencies. (laughs) Literal and figurative. Well, actually, why don't we go ahead, tell us like, give everybody um, a little rundown on, on you sure my
1: like this is like always my like least favorite question and always makes me go like oh god where do i even start but it's Um, not bni
0: it's not a bni meeting so you have more than 45 seconds
1: (laughs) (laughs) um so i am casey crow taylor i grew up in new jersey i grew up on the shore the real shore not mtv's jersey shore um which is funny because okay so the, um my husband is Australian and when the jersey shore when MTV's jersey shore was really popular was the first time I went to Australia to um I studied abroad and I and I lived with my boyfriend then now now he's my husband but every single time I told someone in Australia where I was from in the states it was like this like it was like an autopilot speech that had to come out of my mouth because it was like, Oh, I'm from New Jersey. Jer-. And I'm just like, no, 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 none of those people are from New Jersey.
0: And I don't know Schnookie.
1: <laughs> I don't know any of them because they literally, none of them are right. from New Jersey. I think one of them was like the most normal. I think like Vinny was from,
0: well, New you want to know, well, I'll actually let's talk about reality TV in a second because <laughs> I'm going to make a note because I'm going to let you keep
1: going. <laughs> um. And I went to I went to college in Rhode Island, stayed close to the ocean, um, and I changed my major about six times. I was actually telling your daughter this when she was uh, when she was here, hanging with my daughter, Margot. Uh, you know, I just kept and, and and I think with college, and it's pretty similar to like how I'm living my life now, I'm like, okay, I think I want to do that. No. Um, and like, <laughs> And and then I'm yeah like a semester. So I went to school. I wanted to be a nutritionist. One semester of science, I was like, nope, this is just not. I failed anatomy, barely got past organic chemistry. It was like, I was just like, this is not. I feel so depleted. I'm not doing this. And then like went to like one of the guidance counselors, and they're like, well, you've already like you already came in late and blah, blah, blah. You really shouldn't change. And I was like, you're not listening to me. I am not taking another science class ever in my life. (laughs) And so then I changed over to journalism because I was like, I love writing. This will be great. It was so dry. Mm -hmm. And just like all the journalism classes just like sucked all the, there was like no creativity. It was all like reporting like and facts and hooks and like you have to follow a formula when you write something and I was like oh no this is like putting me in this box that I really don't like so I changed again I applied to get into the public relations school I didn't get in my grades weren't good enough so then I just I was like here was this communication studies that was just like it was seen as very cushy all the like sports like people in who had like sports scholarships were in it and it just kind of like, but what it allowed me to do communication studies was like, there were so many classes that counted. Yeah. Towards it. So I could like literally pick and choose the classes that I took. Um, and at one point I also was going to major in languages. So I, wou- I wound up graduating with a two degrees, a French degree and communication studies, but um, you can kind of start to tell just from now how <laughs> how often my um, passions
0: and curiosity changes. (laughs) But I love that. I mean, that's amazing, right? I mean, come on, that's like, you're gonna live such a full life because of that, instead of like, you know, gosh, well, hey, here's the deal. I was an art history major, and I'm gonna tell you why I was an art history major. I wanted to go to design school, like legit wanted to go Mm -hmm. to design school There was a little school up in outside of Boston called Endicott College. It was a two year degree. You could just go and get. Yes, I have been to Endicott. Hmm. It's an Endicott. It's beautiful, cute little town. Yep. My parents would not let me go there. So it was kind of my F you to them. I'm like, well, I'm going to study what I want because in my mind at that time when I went to college, remember this was like 1990, long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) All the stuff that we have now. I was like, this is the last time I'll ever be able to do what I want to do. And if I'm paying for it and my parents made me go to this four-year school, I'm going to do what I want. So as an art history major, wait, what do you do with art history? Nothing. You do zero with art history, (laughs) except work at maybe an auction house, which I did. I had great internships, but here's the thing. Now I teach anatomy. It was funny listening to you say the thing about anatomy because I, I actually have a skeleton right here great bagels right station, and now I teach anatomy as part of teacher training but like that would have never been something that would have interest me disgusting like awful like I would <laughs> because it's not cre it's really not very creative it's very technical it's like this yeah. is this this is how this goes right but learning also it-
1: my so my anatomy labs were 8 a.m on Fridays oh, and oh everyone went out Thursday night and that it's like
0: the <laughs> Oh, It was horrible. I didn't no. go to most. <laughs> well, I like failed astrology in college because I would miss lab because it was like at nine o'clock at night, and I'm like, <sighs> I was like, mm, no, I'm not gonna go look at stars at nine o'clock at night. It's freezing outside. I'm gonna sit in here and do the things that I did <laughs> did in the. Oh, I'm not gonna <laughs> read all right now. But you know, it's funny you said the thing about reality TV because. No one actually lives in the... Most of the people don't really live in the area where the reality TV show is Uh filmed. You know, Bella and I were on Dance Moms and, like, we were transported up to Pittsburgh to go hang Uh out there. You don't just... Yeah. You don't always find your talent. So just just if we just ruined everybody's life with the reality that those people didn't really live in New Jersey, the Jersey Shore. Yeah. I don't even know anything about this I, like...
1: I didn't watch it. I would like um there used to be this great fantastic show clip show called The Soup by Joel McHale. I don't know. It is like still one of my I am so sad. I love that. It was so good. So good. So, like I never watched any reality TV, but I always watched his clip show because he just pulled like the funniest greatest moments and so like that's my only exposure to Jersey Shore was watching The Soup because it was like, he is so funny.
0: What happened to that show?
1: He, they had it on Netflix for a little bit and then it got canceled again, which is like made me so
0: sad because I just think he's so funny. He is very funny. It's so funny. I used to, I mean, that's how I would basically learn about everything that was going on in the world was just watching his show. Yeah. And like, I loved, I loved his,
1: like his, um, Bachelor and Bachelorette coverage because mm, I am, mm-hmm. that's pretty much the only reality show that I like and die hard to is Bachelor and Bachelorette every year. Um And I just loved, like I loved on, um I think it was Ari's season and it's the girl he ended up with, but there was this girl, Lauren, who just like her delivery and everything she said was so boring and he called her Lauren Meh <sighs> and just cracked me up. <laughs> Lauren Meh great girl i think they're great together but i just like remember she i just she was not meant for tv lauren
0: i mean (laughs) lauren the the stuff that they put you through though to be on reality tv Uh, i I graduated um a teacher training group this weekend and they were like so is it real i'm like no there's nothing real that goes on i mean as we're learning instagram isn't even real (laughs) Anyone
1: can put on a show and Anyone also like can, yeah. lots of um I remember gosh I can't remember where I was but I was at a party once with a producer who used to produce the Hills. This was back in my mm. New York City P- PR girl days. And that person was just like dishing to me on like literally how they would like make up problems.
0: Oh, yep. Yep. I remember getting out of one of the interviews, Casey, and again, there, these dance moms is working with these little girls, right? Very young and like fucking with their heartstrings. Right. Mm. And as a parent, I'm like, I couldn't watch it. We, we lasted like two episodes and it was over. Cause I just, I couldn't do it. I looked at the producer. I was like, how do you sleep at night? And he was like, not well. I'm like, yeah, I can imagine <laughs> because this is what you're doing. This is terrible. Like, at least adults, you kind of are like, okay, I get it. This is a game. But, like, little Mm -hmm. kids, it's just like, you've gone too far. Just too far. So, I think actually, this is like leading it. Like, let's, like, authenticity. So, here's, uh, yeah,
1: (laughs) go, (laughs) go. I read this post yesterday that just like, it was just like a moment where I was like, I like, so I read this post yesterday from an Instagram account called Female Collective and they called it toxic positivity Mm. and when i saw it i was like that's it
0: that is where i am so exhausted yeah well let me tell you i love that you saw that and it's not the same say it it, it is the same thing but like it happens in the yoga industry like this this well it's all yoga and we're supposed to let it go it's like no 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 don't say "let it go" one more time, because that's not real and that's not right. And stop it, <laughs> right? Because it it makes it makes other people feel like phony baloney, yeah, or ridiculous. Or if you're having a bad day, or like you're just supposed to like let that. it go. You're supposed to let it go. You're supposed to be able to just let it go. No, I'm gonna tell you what. Don't let it go, because <laughs> that's 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 the scapegoat. Actually, is just letting it go. work and figure it out yeah i like that toxic
1: positivity right i had never heard it and it was just kind of like um and to give a little bit of background so i've been self-employed now for almost four years i've had my business for four years and i think like um i've reached a point in my entrepreneurship journey where like i think at the beginning you're so hungry you have so much energy um, and, and to get to where you want to go, it, if you work hard, it's kind of easy. Mm-hmm. It's, not, <clears throat> it's not easy. There's a lot of hard work involved, but you can grow really quickly. It happens really fast. That's what I mean when I say easy. It happens really fast. But then when you have to sustain a business, like that's where it gets really hard. Mm -hmm. And you start to say, like, can I work 12 hours a day every day? Is that what I want to do? Like, how can I, how do I now, like, sustain a business so that I can have a life still? Right. Um, And so I think, like, and I'm 100% guilty of this, where, like, when I was growing really fast, I was like, yes, if I can do it, you can do it, like this is easy. Just keep going, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm at a point where like, this is not easy. Why is like, and also I was having this, this thing where I'm like, why is Why does it look so easy for everyone else?
0: Oh, Um, right. The smoke and mirrors, right?
1: Yep. And I'm just like, why am I having a hard time? And all of these other people are just like cruising. Mm. And I was just like, are they cruising and then i talk to those people they're not cruising they're not like and you know i was also guilty of this i had this um experience last fall where i was shooting like two to three weddings every weekend i had no childcare. um it was bananas don't recommend it but i had this moment like but I was still keeping up with everything. I was still posting to Instagram every day. I was still marketing my business. I was still running everything. Um, And I had like so many people coming up to me being like, oh my God, but like your life, and like your life is so amazing though. Like why are you having such a hard time? Like you, like it looks like you just have your shit together. And I was like, mm. I don't mm. at all. Like literally the opposite of that is how I feel on the inside, but I am right. portraying cool like, thing just because I'm just like in survival mode. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, gotta keep, gotta keep getting inquiries, gotta keep marketing my business, gotta keep doing this. But like on the inside, I was just like, so I had that moment last fall where I was like, I don't want to one feel like this in my business. Two, like, I don't want to like trick people into thinking that this is easy. Right. Or that. I have like behind the scenes, I like have my shit together. Like to a point, yes, I do, because I've been running my business for four years. I have systems, I have workflows, my wedding photography business pretty much runs itself. And I'm really proud of that. But you know, in starting this new business in 2020 has been insanely challenging. Um, And I just like you know, there's all these marketing experts and I'm a marketing expert that say like, no, you need to be this aspirational person. You just show them what's possible. But I'm just like, but I just, it is possible, but it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like not today feels amazing to like be a (laughs) a stay at home mom and also have businesses. Like some days, yeah, but honestly that's kind of where
0: I just don't want to do that anymore. Well, so you know, this is such an interesting conversation, Casey, because, you know, I went from, I remember being a young mom with, uh, I was an executive in a very powerful position at a powerful company at the time. And I had the life, right? And, but I was missing out time with my kids. So I wanted to work for myself and I wanted to be home more. Cause that was the goal, right? It was just to be around my girls and I had my own interior design business to start. And I worked my tail off that year. I may, I mean, I was very, very successful in a very short period of time, but then I couldn't, it was like the, the, there were certain aspects about it that I'm like, I can't, I can't maintain this level. I can't maintain my cool, you know, people just, if you've ever worked with a designer guys, like let the designer do the work. You hired them, (laughs) be their partner, not against them. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but I, I also knew I just, I couldn't go back to corporate. So like I knew that that was not for me ever again. Like I just don't fit into that world. I am not a, I'm not a cookie cutter person. Somehow when I was at America online, there were so many creative people there and we just all were smart and we were just getting shit done. Right. And I, I, I worked really, really well in that environment. But then if I had to go back and be like, now use Microsoft project, I'd be like blow, like, it's like anatomy class, right? You don't want to do it. But the truth is you're on all the time because it's your business. Mm-hmm. And and you feel this And I work with I work with women on this all the time because one of their big a uh, big thing is like finding that balance, right? How do you turn the noise off so you can be present with your family? I mean, I <laughs> this weekend I've been getting much better. On the weekends I just turn off. Mm-hmm. I don't and and I used to not do that because I'm so I'm a I'm a I'm a habitual weekend worker because of being a yoga instructor. So for me to work on a weekend, it's no big deal, but now I have a little bit more control over that because I'm not working for somebody else. Everything I'm doing is for me. So, but it is, it's like you work all the time and no one don't, no one can tell you otherwise. That's just not true. Right. Yeah. I think, um, you know,
1: the hardest part for me. And so like, here's the other big thing. This is like, I can't like I'm pretty positive that I feel this way and I feel exhausted from toxic positivity. Like being a mother, being a mother to a toddler, a very energetic toddler definitely impacts me there. Like I think Mm -hmm. um, when you actually, like being an entrepreneur and being self-employed prepped me really well mentally for motherhood because I already knew what it was like to be thinking about something 24/7. mhm
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. because
1: when, I mean when I worked corporate like I went to work I did my job like I checked emails probably before bed but like on the weekends on vacations I didn't think about work at all.
0: Right.
1: Like I turned off I was always very good about that but when you own your own business like your brain, your brain is never off from your business never once yeah. not for an like like I will be I get, like, I do a full spa day after wedding season every year in January. I'll be on a massage table and be like, oh, my God, I just had an idea. And I'm, like, already going. (laughs) So it's just, like, it is – and I'm okay with that. I personally, like, it is exhausting to a point, and I do have to literally force myself into situations where I'm not going to think about something. Mm -hmm. And I also put my phone – like, my phone – I try not to be on my phone after, like, 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Just put the phone away before I go to bed. But anyway, but like, so with being a mom, if that is literal, like nonstop every second of your life, you're thinking about your kid, what your kid's doing, if they're okay. Like, whew, so yep. doing, so I have two businesses that I run. I run a photography business. I run a coaching business and I'm a mom. And so I have three 24 seven jobs in my brain at all times which is why i think i'm just getting to this point where i'm just like
0: enough with bullshit. right <laughs> well i don't have time for it so here's the truth right it's not always happy Mm-mm. it just isn't and anybody yeah. who pretends that it is that 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 shell is going to get cracked and people are going to see inside of it pretty soon because it just doesn't work out that way. I have a really good friend who um, lives down in Charleston, South Carolina, and she runs a very successful movement studio. I'm just gonna call it a movement studio because it's it's yoga, it's weights, it's hit, hmm. it's all this stuff, right? And I remember she made a post last year, and I, I I thought this was really awesome. She's like, I when I decided to do this, I told my husband, I'm in for five years I'm, I'm going all in for five years can you support me through this like and when I and, and she's in and it's but she shows it all she shows the like the gnarly shit she shows the mm-hmm. great shit she you know she talks about it all and nothing is hidden and I just am like that is to me just so admirable because that's real right and in and, and And her business is successful and she does talk about that, but she's like, guys, like she can't turn off from it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just the way it is. And if you, again, if you pretend, um, there's, there's a crack that's gonna, everything's, the light gets through the cracks eventually and everybody starts to see. Yeah. Well, I think, um, that's
1: the blessing and the curse of having, an entrepreneurial spirit is that right. the blessing is that you are so successful because you can't turn it off. And yep. because you're so hungry, mm-hmm. but the curse is that you can never turn
0: it off. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and, or something, cause, and then how do you find the balance? Cause something will suffer at some point. And this is, this is where I, you know, I've been very, Very lucky, I almost used the word blessed. And then I had to stop myself because it's not that I don't like that word. Hashtag blessed. It's just (laughs) too much. And even lucky, I've been fortunate. um, That I have an abundant relationship with my husband in that Hmm. he supports me wholeheartedly, but he will also literally like smack me in the face if I'm not like not present when Mm -hmm. I need to be present. Right? Like, he's like, too. dude, put the freaking phone down. Like, your daughter is standing in front of you, and I'm like, yes, thank you. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's hard. That's it, it's 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 hard because not even just from me, but from him too, just to like say that to me because he knows that, that like my business is my baby. It's like one of my children. I love it. And I'm and I'm like trying to grow it. Right? So I'm nurturing it along I'm finessing it like swaddling it I got to change its diaper every once in a while is <laughs> yeah, it literally like oh my gosh they'd about- probably go
1: all all day with like motherhood metaphors for totally. a-
0: <laughs> no it's true it, it is I mean and, and it, so you know the yoga studio I used to work at and I'm gonna tell you this right now I used to say it all the time You've got to love your business and it it has to be from the owner. You can't let anybody else love your business because then it's not yours anymore. And that's what was happening with the studio that I worked at up here was like the woman who ran it, put other people in charge of it. And then it was up to us to love it. But at a certain point, you're like, why am I loving it this much when it's not even Mm -hmm. mine? And I, I, when I left running that studio, people would be like, what happened? I'm like, look, it was my fault. I fell in love with it. Like I fell in love with a studio that wasn't mine to fall in love with. And I mean, I, I would say the at the time I was like, I had an affair. I had an affair with a yoga studio that Creative wasn't about, affair. yeah, I did. And it's, but you can very easily if you, if you have somebody yeah. that like, no one loves your business like you.
1: So yeah. And I also, what, what I want to add to that too, is that so, like, you don't have to you don't have to love your business every single day. Well you don't I love your husband like, every single
0: day. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just be real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You do. You do you love, but sometimes you're like, You don't like your hate. husband every day. I was <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like I'm in I'm like I'm in love hate with you today. <laughs> 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 it's true. Um
1: but I think you know like When I burnt myself out last wedding season, last fall, I wanted to quit weddings forever. Mm -hmm. And then the universe was like, well, here's a pandemic. So you're not going to shoot weddings for six months. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what happened? I shot a wedding two weeks ago and I literally had to like hide my happiness tears from these people. So they didn't think I was crazy, (laughs) I was so Those pictures happy. Were beautiful.
0: They were beautiful.
1: It literally just like, I felt like I was like floating on clouds of happiness. I was just like, I do. I really do love shooting weddings. Do I want to shoot 18 weddings in five months again? No, absolutely not. I'm never doing that again. Right. But can I actually like, you know, now that I have seen what I don't want my business to look like, like I can create something where like I get to do what I love and I don't have to sacrifice. The other thing is, is like, first of all, I was so overwhelmed. I had no childcare. I was still breastfeeding every two hours. Like, um, and it was just like, and I missed every weekend with my family. I missed mm-hmm. like we did like one fall, like on one day in the fall, we took Margo to like a pumpkin patch. And that was like literally all I could do for the entire from September to December. So I miss out on like a whole phase of my kid's life, even though I was with her every day. Like it's so difficult to be like fully present with your kid and not be like, Oh my God, I have thousands of wedding photos to edit. And you're just like circling through all the stuff you're not getting done. And then all of a sudden the day is gone and like you, you did nothing for your business, but you also were not even present with your kid. So like, Yeah. What even just
0: happened? And you feel like it's not even that you feel like a failure, but for me in those moments, I would feel completely like despair, like just depleted to the point where I'm like, why, what am I doing anymore? Mm -hmm. Like, who am I doing it for anymore? And that's where, you know, that's where some really good sit down and reevaluate
1: yeah i think um yeah yeah i think one one of the things i'm really good at and i really encourage entrepreneurs to do this is i do a quarterly check-in where i check in i have a checklist where i check in on financials um you know like just how things are going like how much content i produced what what the content um metrics are Um, What were the best performing content pieces? Can we create more of those, um, you know, in the next quarter of my business? But the other thing I do is is like, how did I feel this quarter? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, what can I reevaluate to like, keep just like making tweaks to make this easier? And so, you know, one of the things that I'm working on right now is, um, how am I, so my daughter's daycare closed indefinitely. Mm. And so I need to find childcare. So right now we found like a Montessori school where she can go six hours a week. So what I kind of need to figure out is like, okay, how can I run my best in six hours a week? (laughs) Um, Or, you know, like, how can I, the other thing I want to experiment with is like, can I work really hard for two weeks? Like wake up at 5 a.m., work till she wakes up. Work while she's at the daycare. Um, work while she's napping for two weeks, and then the next two weeks, I'm totally off. Like, mm-hmm. is that something that could work for me? Where I just work really hard, get all the content for the month, like schedule it out, and then it's done. And then for two weeks, I get to just like be present with my. Obviously, I have to answer emails, but I don't have to be like, you know, making content or um, right. you know working on a course like. So those are kinds of the things that I'm trying to evaluate now, because I mean, life has changed so drastically month to month for me mm-hmm. since March and for everyone, right? Um, especially moms. <laughs>
0: well, can I tell you something? I I, I got to tell you, I I sit back with a little bit of a, like wiping my brow. Like I just missed a big one. Like I got, how did I get so lucky to get out of this one? And I'm going to explain to you what I mean by that. Uh <laughs> There's the different groups of moms right now Mm -hmm. and yours is the hardest group of mom. (laughs) I don't, I don't care. I'm just saying it. I've said it to everybody, anybody with a child under the age of like five, I would say there's like this middle range of like school age kids, elementary school that I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's not hard, but they can go play on the DS or play Nintendo or watch TV or read a book. Right. Go be quiet. Mm -hmm. And then there's like another traumatic experience in like the middle school slash high school-ish because that's a huge social developmental time that's being all jacked up right now. And as a mom and a kid, it's really hard. But you, from a momming perspective, I I just am like... "Mm." To her right now, you guys can see them like. Be, and I and I honestly, while as much of what I'm going through right now with Bella going off to college and all, it's hard, and it's hard, it, it's hard from a different perspective because they really yeah. understand what's going on. They understand what they're missing mm-hmm. out on. They're pissed, right? They're it's like, and and their mental health is really all jacked up right now. And I'm worried yeah. about that for not just my daughter, but all the kids that are in that yeah. like junior in high school to early college. Cause honestly, Mez, my junior, she's, she's like, eh, she's got it figured out. She's had a couple years of college. She's like, college yeah. oh, isn't really all that it's cracked up to be. You had all these yeah. expectations going in you get there and you're like, eh, it's college and it it's right. They've had it a little bit, but yours, I'm like, God, how are they doing it? There's, I listened to my husband's Sometimes he's on calls and he's works with this one woman and she's got like, I think like it's a four-year-old and a one-year-old and I can just listening to him, give her time to talk about the challenges with childcare and she's trying to work a full-time job. And it's like, I, I mean, it's hard, right? right. So I, I'm just, that's, I, but that's this, where is, I'm... this is the reality guys. Like this is no pretty picture, <laughs> And nobody should be posting like everything's great over here with my one-year-old. <laughs> um, right I will say though, Hi. I am very
1: grateful that I call my own shots because I cannot imagine having to like yeah. report into a boss yeah. full-time yeah. while. Cause I mean, we don't live near any of our family. My husband's um, family lives in Ireland. So that's like super far away. And then my parents are in New Jersey, which is a four hour car ride. So it's like, you know, we don't, we don't have any help. Um, and you know, we chose to live here. We chose to live far away from our parents. Um, but I mean, I can't imagine. Like I Hmm. took the whole month of May off. I was like, I need a minute Mm -hmm. to just like figure out if I can even sustain this as a stay-at-home mom um, because we don't have another option. <laughs> right. Um, and so, and the other thing is, is like, it's funny that we're talking about this because I can hear my daughter kind of like whinging and whining. The other thing is, <laughs> is like, you cannot, that's why like, I'm so excited for her to try the Montessori school. One, because like, I think she's so over us. And two, because like, the amount of work that I would be able to get done in a right. quiet house for three hours is going to be bananas. And I am so <laughs> excited because even when I, even when like my husband is watching her and I'm working, like I hear her and it's yep. just impossible to turn the mom. Like, is she okay? Has no. she eaten? Right. Um, does she need a diaper change? How long has it been? Like, you, like as soon as you hear your kid, whether they're happy or like, you just yep. are, you're just, I on. don't know. Yeah, yeah. You're just on. And so it's, it's difficult for me to get deep work done. Yeah. And it's difficult for my husband, vice versa. It's difficult oh. for him to work at from home with her running around as well. Um, and you know, but it is, it's interesting. Cause I think like, I also sympathize with you because I feel like it would be so difficult to like, talk to your kids about what's happening. Mm -hmm. Like Marco doesn't know she has zero clue. She's the happiest kid in the freaking universe. Like, right. You know? And I think like, that's a really hard part too. It's crazy. And then I think about, um, yes, toddlers are hard. I have a pretty great one. She's pretty happy. She's pretty independent. Um, I also keep thinking about these moms who are like, they're, they, they full time work nine to five. Now they have to teach their kids all day. Oh, on God. top of that, um, on top of having them home, I'm just like God bless. I, I,
0: you know, why so, didn't they just
1: call? It, like, why didn't they just call it a wash and just everyone skips this here? Or like, like I don't know, like I just don't understand how. Well, there's any a point. This is
0: going to happen? There's, there's like a really, like that's a really solid point. Like, how about we just shut down elementary school? Well. Okay. Cause here's the deal. They're not even getting the socialization. So like why you want your kids in school as youngsters is to learn right. social skills. I mean, that's yeah. the biggest part. And yeah, maybe they learn how to do common core math. I don't even, I don't even know what I just said. I think it's a thing. Maybe it's real. I don't know. Maybe they learn. Everyone just earth science. At ni- like nineteen instead. I know just like everyone like, you know just, I- you just all, but then even like the I high schoolers and stuff like this. So like, you know, homeschool them all just like refer them out to like homeschooling like why like I, there are programs that you can do and just get on and then I feel bad for the teachers it's like a it's just it's this a whole big shit. rabbit show yeah there's because nothing the teachers, good
1: about it teachers I think too like not to like get into this but I just think like it shouldn't like teachers shouldn't be required to you know, show up to work if they feel unsafe. Like, I don't think right. that's okay either. No. And just like what
0: elementary school
1: age kids are going to keep their masks on all the time?
0: None, none. And, and then, you know, I look, I just got my hair done the other day and I was asking mm. her how many times she gets, she does hair throughout the day. And she's like, I can take maximum three because mm. wearing this mask for an hour and a half or so each time, it's a lot. And it like gives me headaches and it doesn't make me Mm -hmm. feel great. And can you imagine then having to teach a room full of children with a mask on for hours and it's, it's, and not go outside and not have playtime and not have all the things that, which I don't even, I, I don't know. It's, it's such a strange So yeah, so let's go back to this whole idea about the toxic positivity. My husband shared um, an article, I think it was on medium.com. It was about Mm -hmm. how everybody's sad. Mm -hmm. And it was this real conversation about like, um, it was really geared towards corporations and bosses I can hear Mark. yeah (laughs) "Yeah, no sorry (laughs) no don't it's it's awesome hey this is real life whatever yep I'm not trying to it's just it's just how we are um there's no fancy like pictures of what's going to happen this is just you know I don't have a glamour shot or even a pretty setup behind me (laughs) it's just us (laughs) talking the shit I'm surprised my dogs aren't like barking at my door um but it, it it talked about how bosses and leadership needs to start asking different questions of their, mm. of their people. And one of the things that I hear once a week, Rob's boss gets on the phone with the management team is like, okay, so how are you, you know, talking about how things are going. And then he really checks in on the people mm. who are living alone. Mm. Like, are we doing enough for them? how like what where's yeah. their mind space like like do we need to give them some time off like encouraging to take some time off encouraging just to like get out and go take walks like because also there's this other thing where like everything now is just on the screen like he is on his computer all day yeah and he met a couple weeks ago he was turning into a shit show to be around and I was like well dude Think about it. When you're at the office, you aren't staring at your computer all the time. You yeah. go outside, you take walks, you walk down the hall, you have a conversation with someone. You need yeah. to start acting that way here. Like you yeah. need to start acting, like get interrupted, let yourself get interrupted by something. Yeah. Like, at work you do, like think about being in the office, right? How oh, yeah. you would sit down in someone's pod to have a conversation about something. And the next thing you know, it's like two hours later and you've been talking about like the new Bobby Brown lipstick or something.
1: Yeah. Well, it's uh, my dad who is now close to 40 years in his career. He was like, I thought it would be great working from home, but it really sucks. He was (laughs) just like, I don't even get peace and quiet on my commute anymore. That's when I would get peace and quiet. He's like, now I wake up and I work and people just think they can access me at all times. And it's just it really sucks. I really don't
0: like it. And I was like, that's a (laughs) fair point. It's so true. So I have a whole, like, I have like a two hour morning routine. I'm big on my morning That routine. sounds so luxurious to me right well, now. Well, oh <laughs> it's, it's sketchy some days because sometimes... Do it for me. Just okay, I, I will. Sometimes, I, Well, sometimes what happens is it goes longer because my dogs like end up laying on my lap and I'm like, and... I mean, how many times... If you follow me on Instagram, it's like every other day, there's a picture of me with my dogs laying all over me. I'm like, I can't move. You. Well, you also have 3 I have don't you? four. You have four? <laughs> and a cat. <laughs> oh my God. And the tiniest mm. backyard you've ever seen. So, um, but no, one of the things that we do is we sit and we have coffee with each other each morning. And this mm. morning his phone was bing, bing, bing. And I was mm. like, you know what? You guys should make it a rule that you aren't allowed to start engaging with each other before 9.00 AM. Like, yeah, honestly, cause we were just sitting there just trying to have, and that it would have been his time that he'd be in the car. And if he was driving, he was really good about like, phones off i'm listening to a podcast i'm listening to whatever and i'm just like driving to work and i'm um but yeah so like so i i I do it's like what is authentic what is real and showing that wherever and i'm not even just talking about social media or just in your messaging in your conversations whether you are whether you're an entrepreneur or not you just you can't just, I actually was saying to my girlfriend this morning who called me, I was like, how are you? And I was like, wait a minute, stop that. I need to find a new question to ask people because I know the truth. The truth is we're all just doing what we can to get by, but underneath we're all like, this is bull, like it's fucked up. It's bullshit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've started to kind of say to people, especially in like emails, I'm like, you know, like just checking in, like, how are you doing with everything that's going on? And I feel like that, like, you know, opens the door a little bit more than just like the, you know, like how are you is can be such a yeah um like an autopilot response unless yeah. like you know like I feel like when you talk to your close people you're like but how are you right? yeah but like and not just like world, are you right yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I, I sorry go ahead no no go go I um. I also want to just with toxic positivity, I think, um, how I'm kind of thinking of toxic positivity is when it's not when you actually feel amazing and you feel really positive and you should always authentically celebrate the really great, wonderful things that are happening, that are happening for you. And if they're happening every day, month over month, that's awesome, right? And you should not let anyone dull your sparkle or whatever that like bumper sticker is. Um, But, but what I, but what I worry about and what I have been guilty of and what I've been doing is, is like, nobody, nobody really wants to like, so here's kind of where I've been like, okay, well, everyone's sad and everyone's businesses in the wedding industry are screwed. So like, I can't, I don't want to add to the sadness to the destruction of our industry but at the same time it's like I but what I think is more hurtful in my opinion is when you're posting stuff that's like you know pretending something's not happening or you're just like putting it on for show I think that's more hurtful to yourself and it's more hurtful for other people um, than to like be super honest and just like relatable I think like just in the past month or so, I've done these one-off Instagram posts where I'm just like, I just feel like a pull, like a tug on my heart to share something. And those are the posts
0: that I've just done so well. Yeah. I've noticed that too. Same on mine. Like just how we're really and whatever it's about, right? Whether it's about motherhood, whether it's about a relationship, whether it's about your work, whether it's about mm-hmm. body, whether it's about just what's going on in the world—just that's where people are connecting the most. I, yeah, I, 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 I actually just before I hopped on with you, this is so podcasting is just like such a passion project for me. Like I get to talk to different people and you know have relationships with people learn something grow myself and with the intention of the podcast is that it helps someone or makes somebody mm-hmm. feel less alone right or we can relate and find healing somehow so i don't ever really want to have a huge agenda and i someone just right before you and i got on like messaged that a talk that she just listened to this was like really powerful for her. Right. Because it's like, when you can get yourself just talking about the real stuff without it being, you know, like you're saying, like more destructive or triggering mm-hmm. or anything, but it's like a real authentic, relatable conversation that you're like, Oh, I'm not the only one thinking about this right now, mm-hmm. or I'm not, crazy for this or I had that experience too oh my gosh right like you just all of a sudden in a world where we were already disconnected where we're now becoming even more disconnected physically I mean what is it you need like how many hugs a day to feel a certain way like we aren't hugging anymore we aren't even having these Mm -hmm. like human interactions I mean we are in a different way it's good to know that someone else is like so that it's good to know that somebody else is feeling what you're feeling and maybe somewhat going through what you're going through because you know i'll tell you it can be it particularly if you're someone who has a hard time with comparison Mm. right Cause not mm-hmm. everybody really struggles with it. Some people struggle with it more than others. If you're someone who struggles with comparison to see that post or hear those words or receive that message, you know, however it comes through, it's just really like a breath of fresh air.
1: Yeah. And I had, you know, I've had a few people who I like know of, but we're not really close, but I've had a few people reach out lately in my DMs that were just like, I am so grateful. And I just want to say thank you Mm -hmm. for like keeping it real, but also like, like being, um, aspirational, but also like just honest. Yeah. And that is, that is totally what I want to be and what I've always wanted to be. You know, I think like I remember in my career days um, when I, when I landed my job at Victoria Secret, everyone was like, oh my God, you're so lucky. That's so amazing. And I was like, uh, I worked three long and hard years to get this job. It mm-hmm. didn't just happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't just apply for it. And they decided that they liked me more. Like that was three years of like, networking, keeping in contact with those people, like offering like, Hey, I'm at my parents in, in, um, New Jersey, I'll come help for free at an, at an event and just like building those relationships. That's how I got that job. That's how I've gotten everything that's ever been worthwhile. So I always want to. And like, when I would get like young college, like younger college kids and wanting to do like informational interviews with me, which I think were great. I always told them that like, you don't just like walk, like, it's very rare that you just like walk in and get your dream job. Like there's a lot of work that happens before
0: something like that happens. Well, that you know, and I, sense. I, you know, it's I who, I don't remember what conversation I was having a couple weeks ago, but I said, you know, and you don't believe these overnight success stories. Like mm-hmm. nobody there's just no woke up and decided to take on coaching or take on a photography business or take on marketing or it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Worked their asses off for a long time. Yeah. Or they got to that point and it's all the choices that you're making along the way. Right. Are you willing? So to me, I'm always like, I, going back to what we were talking about earlier, like, You can push real hard that first year and have massive success, but it's not sustainable energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I talk about this all the time in my coaching programs. It's like, we want a full, like our energy economy is always strong. Mm -hmm. So we always have something to give. We're in it. It's like raising kids. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm -hmm. You're not going to push your kid through that first year and be like, hey, done. You're good. (laughs) I'm done now. You've got... I'm going to just tell you, you've got at least 40 more years of it. My friends, the kids don't go away. You never stop parenting. (laughs) It just changes. And it's the same with business. It's the same with life. It's the same with relationships. It shouldn't be um, a big push, right? It's like, how can you find how much time each day that you're going to work towards it and you're going to go all in in those hours. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's hard and you're going to focus, but then, And we've been talking about this throughout. It's like, if you're not balancing out your personal relationships, if you're not balancing out your relationship with yourself, if you're not checking in, if you're not giving yourself a spa day more than once a year, Casey, should be longer, more than that. But I understand the logic. I used to do it after big teacher training pushes. I'd be like, and I'm going for a spa day. Yeah. But then like, if you get real smart, you find out, you figure out how to do those things throughout. So then you're like, it's sustainable. Yeah. And then it feels like it's pacing right. And you don't have yeah. these big dis and then when the big disruptions come, they're not so traumatic. You're like, okay, yeah. I've got it. I'm gonna set this stuff aside. And it's like I, I I've 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 taught this God in so many places. Like in yoga teaching, you get so excited right out the gate, you just want to go and teach. And the biggest message mm-hmm. I tell them, like, practice more than you're teaching. And no one ever listens to me. And guess what happens? They get totally burned out and then they don't want to teach anymore. And so it's just like, how can you find that, like, get in a rhythm? And yeah, yeah. so
1: here's, um, you, you're a Gary V fan, right? Yeah. Love Gary V. So I'm going to like pull a little bit of a Gary Vee stunt here where I'm going to tell you. So I, so I built my photography business to six figures in three years. I thought, because I had built a successful, profitable business before that starting my coaching business was going to be easier. <laughs> it's not, it's, not. <laughs> it's literally building another business from the ground up. Yeah. And so what I love that, like, that Gary kind of does is he's just like, he puts, so I think like, What I want to tell anyone who's starting a business, um, who looks at people who might look like they have overnight success. So I did, my whole plan this year was to launch like four courses. I was supposed to have a podcast in April. I decided that like a global pandemic couldn't keep me down. I'm going to, I'm going to prove the universe to, to the universe and to everyone else that I can be a stay at home mom and I can still work. Um, and so I worked myself to the bone, creating this Instagram course that I believe in and I sold it and I was, but like, and here's, I made a thousand dollars on it. Mm -hmm. I spent 800 on all the things. So I profited $200. Um, and I was so disappointed and I was like, so burnt out. And then I was just like, maybe this isn't for me. And mm-hmm. then I remember, and then I kind of, and then I took my, my month off and I was just like, ah, just because I like built a really successful business one time, like doesn't mean it's going to happen faster and automatic a second time. Hello. Mm-hmm. I know that I just needed to tell myself that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like, I am starting a coaching business. I don't have consistent bookings. I will, but right. I don't have it now, right just like I didn't have consistent bookings with photography in the first right. six months of my business. yeah, so I think like um you know you have to, and the other thing is is like marketing all of it is a long term game, like that's right um. And like my photography business runs itself off referrals and, and just, you know, Pinterest traffic, Instagram, and it runs itself now, which is great, especially because I only take like eight to 10 weddings a year now, but I'm building like the thing I kind of needed to remind myself is like, I'm building a brand new business again. Yeah. And I can't just like try a thing once call it quits. Cause I didn't, get this like big result that I was hoping for. Um, like I have to keep doing it and figuring out what is going to work for me. And like, I love doing one-to-one coaching, but now I'm kind of like, is doing one-to-one coaching really sustainable for me? If I only have six to 10 hours a week to work, probably not.
0: Right.
1: So I just launched this. So this is kind of where I want to tell someone who like thinks that like you know, I just did this whole website launch and I did a thing. And now I'm doing the same thing I did in college. I'm like, Ooh, is this what's best for me? Maybe you can. And what I love about Gary too, Gary talks about this all the time. Like it is never too late to change your mind. No, You're never too deep in something, especially as an entrepreneur to change your mind. Like it is more it's so much more beneficial if you can change your mind as it's happening than like keep doing a thing that's not working just sure. because you feel like you have to because you said you would.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, you know, it's really, <laughs> really interesting. interesting. I wanna I wanna share along these lines. So um and I and I want you to tell everybody a little bit what your what your what your coaching business is about, but let me just share this. So I have um I had a very successful, uh, doTERRA business for four Hmm. years. Okay. Love my doTERRA business. No, five, almost, yeah, four and a half, five years. I don't even know how long I've been doing it for anymore. I love it. (laughs) I, I mean, and it's, it's truly one of the favorite things that I do in my career because of what the oils have done with me and my journey into oils, which was I rejected them. I thought they were dumb. I didn't want anything to do with them, right? And then I use them and I have my own experiences with my daughter's health, with my husband's health, and my everything that I love. Anybody who wants to listen to me, I will talk to you about it. So I gave up on it when the pandemic hit. I mean, I literally was like, I can't do this right now. This is dumb. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants, I started like, like what you were saying, like, why What should I do this anymore? Like, what am I doing? And I got so, uh, it, it was funny though. It took one moment. I gave up on it for a couple of months and I saw my paycheck come in and I was like, fuck that. That sucks. Like, what did I do? That was mm-hmm. my constant. That was like my, it, I've built it up to be a little bit of my life security net. Right. And mm-hmm. And I don't, I took it for granted and I walked away from it for a second. I, But I did, I had to sit down, Casey, and go, did I do this? Because I don't really want to do this anymore. Like, what is it? Like, what? And I just had to sit down and do this whole, am I changing my mind? Am I? And I was like, no. I had to look at my organization. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to change my focus. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I like found that little light, I taught a class this weekend and I've got everything going again, right? It's just, it's so interesting how... I'm just tagging on what you were saying. Like sometimes we just do things because we're just doing them. Mm -hmm. And I had a little bit of a different spin on that in that I gave it up for a little bit because I thought I had a focus. I did. I totally focused on other things. And so like we've been talking about, if you focus too much one way, something's going to suffer and this suffered. But then I did, I was like, well, maybe I didn't want to do this anymore. Maybe I did this because purposely I don't want it to be part of my offerings anymore. And I really got back to it, I was like, nope, I I do want this to be part of my offerings because this is of all these reasons, but I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to go in through a different way this time and I'm not going to do it the same way that I did it before. So it it is, it's never too late to change it up. It's never too late to reevaluate Um, what it, tell us about your coaching business, Casey. I want to hear about it.
1: Yes. So I do, um, which I love, I literally love working Mm one-to-one with people so much because, um, you know, I went to school for marketing. I Mm -hmm. have real corporate market, not sorry, real is not the right word. I have corporate marketing experience Mm -hmm. where I learned from leaders and experts. Um, and I've, had success in marketing my photography business. Um and I love helping people who have no marketing experience just simplify it because it's a beast and it just doesn't need to be. Um, and so my passion is in helping entrepreneurs who don't really have any kind of sense of marketing, create a marketing system that works for them versus like it's easy for me to tell everybody what I do, but again, I have like 10 plus years of experience marketing. So it's like right. a second language for me. But what I really like to do is help people create a system that works for them. Um, and so my, my coaching offering, so I have like an Instagram strategy session um, where we kind of, I've like to focus more on like storytelling,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like how like calls to action, um, how to craft brand stories for Instagram. That's basically what my entire Instagram course is about is the six ways to storytell, um, to sell your business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I do website reviews. I actually have, I have a, a really fun case study video that is coming out tomorrow. Um, it's like a before and after with one of my website coaching clients. So just like, you know, I feel like websites get so neglected as an uh, entrepreneur, but like, yeah. that's where the money happens for the most part, photography, wedding industry. Um, and so I'm so excited to share that one. That's going to be like, so fun. I just, yeah. Anyway, websites, man, that's where, that's where it's at. And then I also do private coaching. Um, so I have one, and again, like I just said, I'm kind of reevaluating on what I can actually accomplish with my, mm-hmm. you know, new childcare life. Cause we just found out last week that our daycare is close till next year for sure um so now i'm like oh gosh like can i and like here's the thing that's really important to me always with any business i with my photography clients with my coaching clients is like i have to have the time and the energy to give them my best and i don't know if one-to-one <laughs> coaching is going to be great for me, which sucks because I really love it. I really love, especially doing a long-term private coaching, um, for three months, uh, to just like really see change in someone and see like the empowerment from getting systems in place Mm -hmm. and just creating something that's just for them, not just me like barfing out what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just really seeing what their needs are. Like, you know, there are clients that I've encouraged, like if you hate being on Instagram, post five images one day a week, just get it out there. You're done. Like that works for some people. I don't think you have to like, if it just overwhelms you, it's going to be awful for you yeah. to do. So like, let's just figure out like what you, what, what makes you feel happy when we talk about all these options and whatnot. Um, so now I am like the queen of changing her mind and pivoting. But now I I think I'm focusing more on courses for now, just because I think I can put my head down and create courses um, that I can sell that don't require me to have like too much one-to-one, which again is like not my ideal situation. Mm -hmm. But I just want to like, I need to show up for both of my businesses, be a mom, be a wife, be a sister, be a friend, a human for my like show up for myself so i just need to figure out like what what is actually possible for me to do with the time that i have available to me and like
0: not die (laughs) yeah that's awesome i mean i gotta tell you like turning my my stuff into online courses so you know in my world I have courses that I sell, but then I'm very active inside of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we have calls and they have accountability partners and there's, right. Like, cause it's personal coaching, like yeah. it's different. It's, it's a little bit different, but yeah, systematically the same thing. I, I love it. And, but I still love having, and one of the other things that I can, I let go of too was like, uh, going after like one-on-one, um, one-on-ones. And I don't want to have, I don't want to coach one-on-one I don't want to have a, an abundance of them, but I do love having a handful of them each mm-hmm. year just because it's so nice to just really get in to it with just one person. Yeah. But the group coaching format, I just, I love it because I watch people then form relationships and then they, yeah, they, they, they spark off of each other and you hear someone else sharing something and it's like, oof, it gives you permission to like, open up and expand and yeah. I keep the groups like real intimate. So it's just, it's really, really nice. It's a great experience to do it that way.
1: Yeah. I think group coaching is like one of my dreams and goals, um, for maybe end of this year, probably next year though. Um, cause that is like the community building is yeah. huge for me Yeah, and connecting people. Mm-hmm. Um, but But yeah, and I think the other thing with courses for me, and one thing um, I have, this is, this is another like thing that I do from my corporate life is like, anytime I launch anything, I do a full deep dive on what worked and what didn't. And so I think one of the things that people want in courses is like accountability and a little bit of handholding, because if you're not super, I'm extremely self-motivated. I, I have finished every course I've ever bought. (laughs) Um, and I really do all of the work and I get like really nitty gritty into it. But I think that there are a lot of people who buy courses and don't finish them. And so yeah. that's another thing I want to work into my next program is like, you know, and the other thing is is like my husband is home by like five or six PM. So like I could do like some live trainings, some like Q and A stuff with people who have bought the course like every Thursday at like five thirty or something is yeah. what I'm about offering um with my next course launch in a couple of months um is that like accountability because I do think that and the other thing is is like in the time of COVID we are so um you know we're not meeting up for coffee and hanging with our industry friends so like I really want to create a space where like people can come to connect to and it's not just like them doing something alone. Right. Um, yeah so th- that's, that's the new vision as a, and like, the other thing is, is like last week, real life, last week I had to get a new car and I had to take my kid with me. And I was just like, I, I just like, my brain was so fried. First of all, I hate cars. Like I hate that I have to drive a car, but I have to, I just don't care about cars at all. But then like, thank God for dad. My dad was like so helpful in buying a car. Oh my God. Cause I was just like, I don't know what to get. What'd you what get? to do. I got a Toyota Highlander. It's awesome.
0: Ah, interesting. I drove that. Love it. And I ended up going with the Jeep Grand Cherokee. My dad
1: is like, he, my dad, my dad like researches Mm -hmm. everything to death. It's a great SUV.
0: It's a great SUV. It's just like,
1: I was like, just tell me what to do.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, but I felt, I, I like, I love trucks and I think that's why yeah. I took the Jeep over that because yeah. the Jeep drives more like a truck, but yeah, it drives more like a car. I yeah. had, a and I'm the opposite. Yeah. I had a Sequoia for years. I loved, loved, loved my Toyota Sequoia. So gosh, um, this yeah, is what happens. The- this is what I was going to say. This is what happens when you get two creative people on a podcast. We have talked about everything from like motherhood <laughs> to showing up authentic to creating courses Buying cars. Buying cars. Like, if we had two more hours, we would just sit here and who knows what we might talk. We talk about anatomy. We talked about Jersey Shore. The Jersey Shore. (laughs) (laughs) Did you forget about that part? Like, that was really. That was really fun. That was like. Yep.
1: Yep. Oh my god. And you know, just keeping it real.
0: Yeah. Failing. Giving up. Well. starting Starting again. And I think I think what I love about what you just said and the reminder from Gary Vee but it's it's something that you talked about when we talked last time and it's something that you've messaged about when i watched your when i watched your social media and something that we've just talked about is that you can always change your mind and you can always start over again and it's never too late so don't mm-hmm. ever 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 let anybody i was in a group and somebody was like, "I'm 25 years old. I feel like I'm I've missed my opportunity for blah blah blah." I'm like, "You're 20 fucking five years old. You're just a baby. You haven't even gotten started yet. You have no idea." And so, wherever you are, right in life, it doesn't That's matter crazy. what it is. Like, you get to start all over again. Mm-hmm. Whether it's no matter what it is, you know, I have a group of women right now who like all are are doing my um, six week masterclass because. They all need a reboot just in life, Yeah. just in life. Like forget about yeah. work, forget about yeah. exercise, forget about whatever. Like you, every once in a while, you need to reevaluate and find your spark again. And yeah. just, it's never too late to do it.
1: Ever. Yeah. That's, that's basically what I did in May was yeah. just like no work, s- strip it all down mm-hmm. to the bones and just figure out how I want to move forward. And I also think that like, even then, when I think about like the way that I was, that I had chosen in May to like move forward with my business and what I was going to do, it's changed so much since then. And that's mm-hmm. just the whole game. You're just yeah. always reevaluating and,
0: and evolving yeah. in all of it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place for us to to end today, although I don't want to because this has been so fun. It's always a I always love having my podcast conversations with people because um I am missing having just like sitting down and shooting the shit with someone over a cup know, of coffee. Like,
1: wouldn't it be so fun if we could like all go to like Wine Kitchen? Right? And have- Dinner and wine
0: and just have fun. But you know where we can go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, outside? Well, no, and and I don't know if you've been to Chrysalis Winery out in Middleburg yet, but it's beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. I would say Stone Tower, but you have to make reservations and you have yeah, to be a member Tower there. Still, yeah. Um, but Chrysalis is beautiful. There's lots of places that are just gorgeous and you know not that you have to go to a winery um there's lots of outdoor coffee shops too that yeah but the heat's been so oppressive nobody wants to be sitting outside right now it's been really really hot i
1: uh, we're going to new jersey in a week in like a week and a half and i like yes. escaped to my parents house in the summer cuz like the summers here are also like we are
0: 100% getting a pool for next summer <laughs> you 1000 you're like that's not negotiable
1: it's, it's like you can't go like you can't be outside uh-huh no, Especially it's been without um, having her in
0: form of water. <laughs> yeah. Well, so to bring the whole conversation full circle, yeah. we started off talking about Mariah, and we're going to close talking about Mariah. So, somewhere in like January, February, when we were still able to see each other, Mariah's like, "I don't know what I'm supposed to be wearing." It's like a million. The wind is crazy. It's yeah. cold. Blah 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 blah. Right. So then, like a couple weeks ago, she was like. Um hello seventy five percent humidity. I was like, Oh, I see you found summer <laughs> welcome, now, Mar. <laughs> welcome to Virginia <laughs>
1: hey.
0: And then immediately she scurried off to Michigan, so she was a smart one, but um, smart move, god yep. bless um I know. hey thanks for thanks for joining me today. It's been super fun. yeah, thank you. This was so fun. yeah, yeah. I hope you guys all enjoyed my chat with the one and only Casey Crow Taylor. I don't know. I felt like I needed to say your name like you're a celebrity because you are. (laughs) Um, So, you know, keep it real peeps and go do some big magical things and I'll catch you guys next time. Well, Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us and listening and tuning in wherever you are listening to your podcast. Keep on listening, sharing, sharing, enjoying and hey follow us on social media instagram is msh underscore shift you can also follow me Marsha, m-a-r-c-i-a underscore Huffines, h-o-f-f-h-e-i-n-s you can also find us on the book and join our makeshift tapping group it's a public open group we share goodies and information. Um, Visit my website, marshallhauffines.com, sign up for the newsletter, and we'll just keep you full of all the goodies, all of them, all the time. Talk to you soon.